What's up, guys? Pastor Josh here. Episode four, sabbatical teaching. So, um, I, I guess this one will hopefully be a, a quick one. And I think I mentioned in my previous episode as well that you might hear screaming or whatever. If you do, it's just a kid being a kid. Our, our youngest, actually, Dax, is a special needs child. Um, he's autistic, so um, he likes to yell. He'll go through these little stimming episodes where he gets going on something. He might even bust in the room here and, and start yelling and screaming whatsoever. It, it doesn't matter. It's my life. I'm a dad. I'm blessed. So he can yell and scream all he wants. But um, this is just an episode I want to make when it comes to the concept of studying your Bible. And you know, the premise of, of this channel as well and what I teach you guys on this is I always want to make sure that I'm using God's word to be the the foundation in which I'm speaking. I mean, you'll hear people say that a lot. And I was at the gym the other day and I had a, a, a guy come up to me and speaking to me about devotionals and stuff like that. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with devotionals. I believe it was Charles Spurgeon that, that even said visit many books but live in the Bible. But I think that we can easily allow devotionals to be our doctrine in life as a Christian. And that's a dangerous thing because we're kind of just leaving it up to other people to, to give us something without really testing or weighing the things that they're writing and never really opening our Bibles. And, you know, I, once again, I don't claim to know everything when it comes to the Bible. I'm still learning. God is revealing himself to me in a mighty way. I feel like every time I open up the word, but nothing's ever really contradicting with what I've taken before. And I can't say that that was the case beforehand. Um, I was doing a lot of what was referred to as like proof texting. And what I mean by that is, is that as a pastor, you can kind of pick a topic and you can consider it kind of a secular or worldly topic. But then you take this topic and then you literally go through the 66 books of the Bible, the 39 of the old, 27 of the new, and you literally just start to cherry pick texts out that you feel like support your view without really even taking into to, um, mind the context of, of the text that you're using. And this is referred to as eisegesis. You're reading meaning into the text rather than exegesis, which means that the context of the text is coming out to you. There's objective truth in the text that we're reading. And that's important. Context is so valuable when it comes to studying your Bible. And that's the difference between just reading the Bible as like a Sunday newspaper and actually studying it because you want to understand and know what's going on. And, you know, literary reading is, is important because... You know, you can take a word and that word has value based on the sentence it's in. The sentence has value based on the paragraph it's in and the paragraph has value based on the chapter. And you, you basically go through those steps when it comes to studying the Bible. And so often these, these devotionals that we read will have a topic or a title and they will basically just use scripture throughout the Bible to support that. And if it clicks to us in our reading oh, that seems to make sense, then we never really question it, right? And oh, it's it's a pastor that's writing it. It's an author that's writing it. It obviously made it to print, so we got to take it. That's kind of a form of social engineering, right? Person of a, of a position or stature is kind of taking advantage of our tendency to trust them based on their position. Um, it happens a lot, especially in the church. So but when it comes to understanding and reading the Bible and studying the Bible, this is something that I always stress for people to do. Um, especially when it comes to like the Old Testament. You know, the Old Testament, you, you guys have to read the Old Testament with the foundational element of trying to find the face of Christ everywhere in the Old Testament. Because the Bible, the theme of the Bible is not you, it's Jesus Christ. And Jesus appears throughout the Old Testament. I mean, the, the stories, the, the, the writings, 
God's people, all the prophecies and, and stuff like that. These are things that are, are leading us to the coming of Christ. And it's important to have that foundational element in your brain. And what we can easily do when we listen to people or read books is they can put kind of a motivational spin on it. Um, they can easily take a passage and just twist it. Once again, the eisegete, putting meaning into the text that isn't really there. And it's very dangerous and it's done so often. So when you hear what I'm preaching and teaching about and speaking to you guys, and once again, I'm not saying this to um, necessarily bash people. I did this as a pastor and as a preacher naively. Okay, I thought that if I had the topic and I could found scripture, I could find scripture to back it up. I didn't even really care about what the scripture said. I felt like it was true because that's just what it said. But you can't just read scripture at face value. You can't just take scripture in and ask yourself, well, what does this mean to me? There is a meaning to the scripture, and it's it's up to you as the reader to find what that meaning is, okay? Not to decide what it is to you based on what you think, but to see what the objective meaning of the passage is. And you'll find that it's much more fruitful, much more edifying, and even convicting. We read that God's word is sharper than a double-edged sword, right? It discerns the things of the heart. That's a beautiful thing because as a pastor and a preacher, when I preach the word of God, as I started to realize that in the teaching component of what I was speaking to people, people started to feel this holy conviction come over them like I knew their life story. I was preaching to their hearts. Their minds were being convicted and their hearts were feeling it. And the same Holy Spirit that brings that conviction is the same Holy Spirit that reminds us of forgiveness as well. So that's pretty much it for this episode. Like I said, I, I guess I just wanted to lay that out for you. So if you find yourself with a devotional, this is my challenge to you guys if you're listening to this episode. If you have a devotional, okay, I want you to find where a Bible verse is being either quoted or cited in that than that devotional. And I want you to open up the Word of God and I want you to utilize the Bible to see if that is being used and cited in the proper context. And I'm going to give you guys an example here real quick. I'm telling you guys all this stuff. Might as well give you an example. Um, I'm going to go to this passage here. I believe it's in Proverbs. Um, what a man thinketh so he is so proverbs 23 7 some uh, this is a passage that is used so often especially by the name it and claim it um, groups um, prosperity gospel um, or even you know what not even those groups just people maybe in general that just want to think positive and i can't fault them for that okay they believe in this power of positive thought I'm going to tell you as a Christian, I don't believe in the power of positive thought. I believe in the power of negative thought. How's that? Um, I don't believe that I could think something so much that it just happens or becomes that way. Um, because what you're indirectly doing is, is when you tell people that, if they're not able to do it, they feel like that there's something wrong with them. And that's that's a form of spiritual abuse. But Proverbs 23, 7, many of you have heard this, okay? So I'm going to read it to you. And this is out of the King James Version. Okay, and the reason why I'm reading King James Version is the only this is the only version in which you can read this passage to make it sound like what you want it to sound like, the, the part that's being abused. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Okay? A lot of people don't continue on that reading the part that says, Eat and drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. 
A lot of people don't finish the passage, okay? They just stop and say, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. People will use that to say, if you think a certain way, you can become that way as well. So it's all about the mind, right? You got to change. And yes, in Romans 12, we refer, you got to, we got to, um, we got to renew our thinking and stuff, right? We can't be conformed to the ways of the world, but transform, okay? There's a power when it comes to the mind of certain things and our thinking of stuff. But we can't tell people that if they think something, they become that way, okay? That is not biblical. That is like new age teaching. But I'm going to give you guys proper context of this, okay? I'm going to go to, we'll stay in King James Version, but I'm going to read you the whole proverb of 23. Then I'm going to give you a different version to give you guys the, an idea of what's being said. So Proverbs 23, when thou sitteth, sittest to eat with a ruler, consider diligently what is before thee, and put a knife to thy throat, if thou be a man given to appetite, be not desirous of his dainties. For they are deceitful meat. Labor not to be rich. Cease from thine own wisdom. Wilt thou set thine eyes upon that which is not? For riches certainly make themselves wings. They fly away as an eagle toward heaven. Eat thou not the bread of him that hath an evil eye. Neither desire thou in his dainty meats. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith to thee, but his heart is not with thee, okay? So to make this a little simpler for you guys, I'm gonna to go to English Standard Version, okay? Like this version, we're gonna we're gonna read that, okay? Same proverb, English Standard Version, giving you guys a little bit clear idea of what's going on here. When you sit down to eat with a ruler, observe carefully what is before you and put a knife to your throat if you're given to appetite. Do not desire his delicacies, for they are deceptive food. Do not toil to acquire wealth. Be discerning enough to desist. When your eyes light on it, it is gone. For suddenly it sprouts wings, flying like an eagle toward heaven. Do not eat the bread of a man who is stingy. Do not desire his delicacies. For he is like one who is inwardly calculating. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. So this is basically just saying, this is talking about maybe even coveting, stuff that other people want maybe we're, we're basing our opinion on people on what they have um, maybe what they're doing for us but their heart can be in a completely different place okay that is the context of this proverb okay we have to so hopefully that kind of gave you a little bit of an exposition about what's going on with this proverb so I'm going to leave you with that because Dax is in here and he's ready for me to be done. But hopefully this once again just lays out a foundation of what I mean by this in, in studying your Bible as opposed to reading it and testing and weighing the things that you're hearing and also the things that you're reading as well. So you find a Bible verse in a devotional. You hear a, pass, a pastor use a Bible passage to support the topic he's Dad, preaching on. Look at I'm it in context, broken. in complete context. Okay? Thanks, guys. God bless.